Let us be attentive. May the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. O Lord, save the King and hear us when we call upon you. Wisdom. The reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Let us be attentive. In those days, Stephen, full of grace and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freed freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrians and of the Alexandrians, and of those of Cilicia and Cyrenians and of Asia, arose and disputed with Stephen. But they could not understand the wisdom and the spirit with which he spoke. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes. And they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council and set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. And the high priest said, Is this so? And Stephen said, Brethren and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham and when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran, and said to him, Depart from your land and from your kindred, and go into the land which I will show you. Then he departed from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him in possession to his posterity after him, though he had no child. But it was Solomon who built a house for him, yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made with hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne and earth my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord, and what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did. So do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the Righteous One, whom you have now betrayed and murdered, who you received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and the ground they ground their teeth against him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together upon him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him, and the witnesses laid down their garment at the feet of a young man named Saul. And, they, and, and as they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he knelt down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. 
with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Mark. Let us be attentive. At that time, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council, who was also himself looking for the kingdom of God, took courage and went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And Pilate wondered if he were already dead. And summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he was already dead. And when he learned from the centurion that he was dead, he granted the body to Joseph, and he bought a linen shroud, and taking him down, wrapped him in the linen shroud, and laid him in a tomb which had been hewn out of the rock, and he rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid, and when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, they went to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the door of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone was rolled back, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, Do not be amazed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had come upon them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel.
Good morning. Today, I'd like to share with you a funny excerpt from the book, How to Talk Minnesotan. Has anyone heard of that book before? Probably a few, yeah. This book, How to Talk Minnesotan, has funny jokes, essays, and fictional stories about Minnesotan culture. One fictional story about Minnesotan culture from the book How to Talk Minnesotan is as follows. The domestic claims court of Minnesota ruled in favor of the wife who sued her husband for more hugs. The plaintiff, arguing her own case, proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that her husband never initiated any hugs And when she hugged him, he drew back and screwed up his face like somebody in pain. The judge sentenced the husband to three years in prison, but suspended it on the stipulation that that he hugged his wife twice a day without being asked, and none of that half-hearted, unaffectionate stuff either. The case is being appealed on the grounds that it violates a Minnesota man's constitutional right to be unemotional. (laughs) In this funny make-believe story about Minnesotan culture, the husband surely didn't show appreciation for his wife. He had the wrong emotional response to his wife's affection. The problem was his lack of warmth towards his wife. What he really needed to do was to break the ice of his unaffectionate heart and show the right emotional response to his wife's affection. He needed to understand his wife's love for him and to respond to it in the right way. In today's gospel lesson, we read about another emotional response. In today's gospel lesson, we read about the myrrh-bearing women who came to Christ's tomb on that first Pascha. There, they found the empty tomb and an angel. Today's gospel lesson reads, And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, Do not be amazed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth. He was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had come upon them. And they said nothing to anyone. For they were afraid. Notice the angel told them to tell people, and they didn't go and tell anybody. It took the myrrh-bearing women some time to respond correctly, to warm up to what was happening. The gospel tells us that they were afraid at first and didn't say anything to anyone about Christ's resurrection. They had to warm up to the idea that God had acted in the most radical and decisive way. 
they had to warm up to the idea that God triumphs over death. They had to warm up to the idea that God came to save humanity. They had to warm up to God's unimaginable affection for us. So it is in our own lives today. Sometimes we don't quite understand what happened at the resurrection. Sometimes we don't understand what God has done for us. We might not quite understand at first, just like the myrrh-bearing women. Sometimes we have to warm up to the idea of God's great love and affection for us and learn to respond appropriately. But even worse, we might have a total lack of appreciation for God's love for us, kind of like the humorous story where the wife sued the husband due to his lack of affection. Sometimes our hearts are hardened to what God has done and continues to do for us. We see suffering and don't realize how God fixes it in the end by his resurrection. Other times, it is easy to take for granted what God does for us. Maybe we need to think, do we show the appropriate response to what God has done for us? Have we warmed up to what has happened? Do we understand that God's love for us has changed everything? Do we realize that God has promised in the book of Revelation that he will, in the end, wipe away every tear? Have we learned to make the appropriate response to God's love? Have we broken the ice of our unaffectionate heart and opened it to God's love? God was the first to break the ice between God and man. We call God the philanthropos, the lover of humanity. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. At first, the myrrh-bearing women were afraid of the resurrection. At first, they, as the gospel tells us, went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had come upon them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. But later, the myrrh-bearing women became proclaimers of God's resurrection, which, God, which, God's, which is God's embrace of humanity. St. Mary Magdalene, by sharing the good news of the resurrection with others, eventually earned the title of equal to the apostles. At first, she went, ran away from God's embrace, but later she warmed up to God's work in the world and went on to proclaim his holy resurrection to many. Through, God, for, through his resurrection, God embraces humanity. Through his resurrection, God will wipe away every tear. Let us not tr- draw back or flee from God's loving embrace, but rather let us warm up to his love and respond with a loving embrace of God and the life God wants us to live while sharing the joy of the resurrection with others. Amen.